I like to know everything that's going on. I like to be able to communicate with all the people on the project, understand how their work is done so that when I have to speak about the project, I know what's going on. And so those are the things I love is those interactions. And that's ultimately why I fell in love with project management. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Would you consider yourself a project manager at work? Did you know that there's a credential for a project management professional? What does it take to become a project management professional? Today, my guest, Ann Campia, who's a project management professional, will discuss this growing profession and her passion for the profession. Ann has 10 years of experience in product development, consumer goods, tech, and healthcare industries, proven leadership results in program and project management, launching of a project in physical retail space, data systems implementation and upgrades, onboarding of new employees and training of existing champion new process improvement initiatives, and building a strong program slash project management community. She is calm in nature, organized, and a creative problem solver, and a strong collaborator, always seeking professional growth opportunities. Her podcast, The Everyday PM, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor FM, and many more. Her blog, titled The Everyday PM, can be found on the website, theeverydaypm.com, for insight into project management topics. So before we get to this interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. Please subscribe to and share this podcast episode with a friend. I would greatly appreciate your support. Also, please visit my YouTube channel, The Accidental Accountant, where you can see this video episode and several past podcast interviews. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. 
Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the interview with Ann Kepia. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, my guest today is Ann Campia, and she and I met a few weeks ago when I was on her podcast, the PM podcast. And PM does not stand for Pete Margaritas; it's Project Management. And we hit it off big time. I mean, I had a blast on her podcast. I said, "You have, must come on mine." And through a, a series of technical difficulties, we're finally able to have <laughs> this today. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to spend some time with me today. Peter, I'm so excited to see you again. Peter Margarita, Peter Margaritas, Peter, Peter Margaritas. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> no, remember. Really. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm honored. Thank you for welcoming me onto your podcast. So it was it was interesting um, when you had me on your podcast. You're a project management professional. You, you're, you've got certifications in, in the world of project management. And before we get started working, I failed to do a little additional research, and I'll, I'll call myself out, of, of searching Apple Podcasts to see how many project management podcasts are out there. And you said, well, I tell you what, your words are better than mine. There's a few. <laughs> There's quite a few. Look, I, I started my The Everyday PM about less than a year ago, and I did not even look at what the Apple podcast listing would be. You know, you don't really get into the data and the metrics of your podcast until after you've been doing it for a little bit. And mm -hmm. There are a few. I'm I'm very surprised by it. At least a hundred podcasts on project management. Wow. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's things about uh, the theory of project management, case studies on project management. There is the official PMI, so the Project Management Institute has a podcast, I believe. So it's just coming from all different directions. It really speaks to the diversity of the industry. I think. So, what's your angle on it? If there's a hundred podcasts out there on project management. How do you differentiate your podcast from the others? Well, the tagline is project management principles for your everyday life. And one thing that I really wanted to do was connect people to the fact that we are all project managers in some way, shape or form, whether you have the title or not. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that we practice in project management, whether it be uh, working with cross-functional teams, learning your tapping into your emotional intelligence, learning how to schedule and budget and all of those things that kind of go into being a successful project manager. We're also doing that in our everyday lives, aren't we, Peter? I think you've had to plan your budgets. You've had to look at your schedules. I think we were just chatting about how your schedules are colliding for the next book that you're coming out with. So there's a lot of things that we do that are practical in our personal lives that are also things that translate if you are a professional in the project management field. 
Absolutely. Uh, I was sharing with Ann beforehand that I am going to launch a, a virtual improv workshop again this fall and was to be a part of it. And I said, well, I was planning on like launching it that Wednesday after Labor Day, but my uh, publisher, Kate Colbert, I'm calling you out, Kate, uh, <laughs> contacted me uh, last week, 10 days ago, and said, can we move your the date of release of your book up probably about a month and try to see if we can get it out that right after Labor Day? Yes. And Peter, she's project managing yeah. you re- oh. very well because yes, she's yes. got her stakeholder to say yes. Yes. And is going to drive to that schedule. I, I can't say no to her. I mean, she, my, my, actually, my manuscript was really due around this time of the year, but she said, hey, could you get to me on July 4th? She's good. <laughs> she's, re- she's really good. And, and she is so good. I have so much trust in her that I'm mm-hmm. willing to move my schedule around in order to meet her schedule so we could get this thing done and i think it comes down to that trust because we've worked she worked with me on my second book so we've kind of got this relationship now and she does a wonderful job she makes me sound smarter than i really am which is you know easy to do also a good project manager trait we can do that to people right <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, we all do it, but it's kind of like when we were talking on your podcast, we all improvise. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to get people to recognize that we're improvising. Your goal is to get people to recognize that we already do, we already are project managers. We just need to get better at it. Would that yes. be? Yes. Exactly. There's being a project manager in your everyday life where you, again, it goes back to the practical guidance of things that we've learned. Then there's the idea of being a very successful professional project manager. If you are working in the role with the title or trying to achieve that, there are a lot of nuggets in a lot of the episodes that I put out where you have people who have been in the industry for much longer than I have who have accumulated such knowledge and experience that they're, they want to tell their story and share it with other people in the field, because again, that's how we learn and that's how you grow. And that's really what the podcast is trying to promote is, is growth and like-minded people who can really just learn from each other and, and understand that project management is not a one size fits all. It's, it's a very diverse community, a lot of diverse experiences that, industry itself is growing and expanding. I think 30% in the next few years is going to expand even more. So again, a lot of things that you can use for your everyday life as well as your professional life. So talk to me about being certified and from the Project Management Institute. Is that correct? Yes, yes. How, so how do you become a member and how, how, how do you become certified in this? Sure. So we have this kind of all-knowing body. It's the Project (laughs) Management Institute, PMI. They are the industry or the institute that deems you certified as a project manager. Now there's other, I believe there are other certifications you can get, but PMI really is that entity that gives you the opportunity to be a professional project manager. And that comes in the form of the PMP. So if you obtain the PMP, that certification is actually recognized globally, which is very nice. So uh, where management I, professional is PMP. Correct. Okay. Not Peter Margaritas for whatever you want to say, <laughs> professional. But um, yes, yeah, so it's definitely recognized globally, which is very nice. So if you are working in America and you want to work internationally or vice versa, you know, there's something to, to be said if you have the letters PMP after your name. Now, there are other certifications you can get as well. 
that are also recognized, but that again is indicative of how the industry is expanding. You can get specialized certifications through PMI, right? So they offer other certifications. If you are a scrum master, which is a, a, a very fancy title for somebody who, yeah, I see your face, Peter, <laughs> a very fancy title for somebody who uh, works in the tech or software industry and you are essentially a project manager, but the, the ideology behind being a scrum master is a little bit different than being a PM. But again, that's reserved for another podcast for another time. But there are other sort of what I'm trying to say is there's a vast amount of certifications now that PMI has put out. So you can go as wide and as global as the PMP certification, or you can go as niche as being a scrum master and agile, somebody in lean. And so there's other different certifications that you can also obtain on top of the PMP. So what qualifications does one have to have in order to even join PMI? I think that's a great question. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have your PMP to join PMI, right? Okay. So even you, Peter, not being a project manager, I believe you can join PMI. And obviously I don't work for PMI, so I don't want to speak to them, but I think right, they right, welcome right. a diverse community, right? So PM title or not, you can join project management if even if you're just interested in the industry. You could be in an engineering role but be very closely related to what a PM does. Therefore, you've got a passion for it and join as a member. Now, what PMI has to offer to its members is a lot. There's a lot of resources that you can, you can obtain. There's access to some of the official books, like the Project Management Body of Knowledge, the PMBOK, that everybody <laughs> talks about, right? Which, again, it's the Bible of PM. It has all of your principles in there, all of the processes and the way that the PMI deems, you know, how you would work through and execute your project. So there's access to all of these resources that you would typically have to buy individually. If you become a member, you can actually have digital downloads of these resources and, and books and there's networking and other things that the that PMI offers if you become a member. But I do think it is open to everybody. So what is dry? I mean, I, 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 I hear it in your voice. Yeah. What drives that passion in you? I mean, you're, you're excited, you're in, you're all in, you've started a podcast, you're all project management. What, what has been the ultimate driver of that, of that passion for you? Great question. I, uh -huh. I believe it stems from the fact that the way I approach project management is from a emotional intelligence standpoint. What I fell in love with is the fact that there's a level of altruism in being a PM. You are able to put the needs of others before yourself and you're able to help people. And I've always wanted to be in a role where I can do those things. Now, my parents being from their backgrounds wished that I became a doctor or a nurse <laughs> or a lawyer or, you know, your parents have aspirations for you to get into these roles where that is the number one thing that you're doing is you're saving lives or you're helping people. I fell into the role of project management, and I think a lot of people do. You, right. you, you realize at some point in your career, you're doing a role that's not the title of project manager, but you've accumulated all the skills of a project manager. And where I'm going with that is what I really fell in love with is working with all the different types of people you get to collaborate with. You have people on your own individual teams, right? But then you have the cross-functional teams and the stakeholders. You have leadership that's above you and you have people who are kind of below you doing all the work and 
there's just this level of being able to expand the amount of people that you get to impact and collaborate and work with that I really, really love and am passionate about. And project management presents that to you. Whereas there's some roles that you're a sole contributor, right? You're an individual contributor on the project. You kind of stay in your bubble, which is fine because there's people who thrive in that environment. Whereas I like to know everything that's going on. I like to be able to communicate with all the people on the project, understand how their work is done, not necessarily do their work for them, but have a level of understanding so that when I have to speak about the project, I know what's going on. And so those are the things I love is those interactions. And that's ultimately why I fell in love with project management. So at what point in your career, because you worked for some very large brands and you currently work for a very, very, very large brand. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. You may have yeah. heard of them. Yeah, they're called orange. No, no, no. It's another for oh, Apple. That's right. Yes. <laughs> right. So, uh, what, at what point in your career that you went, that light bulb went off and said, wait a minute, this is more than really what I'm doing. This is something special and I need to pursue it because you said something. You want to help people. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yeah. when that happened at that point in time? I was uh, very uncomfortable at this moment in time where I had this epiphany because I thought I was going to work for the government sector for a very long time. I had aspirations to run for political office, Peter. I thought I was going to be a politician. And in all the experiences I had before I made this kind of pivot to project management, I figured out that the common thread was helping people soft skills, again, going back to emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I was in a role that was doing some of it, but not all of it. There was a role that opened up as a project manager. I kind of knew what it was because I had talked to some folks about it and they thought, oh, you might be a good fit. But it was in this space where I was not comfortable at the time being so new to ask for something I wanted. Mm. And the role was under a PMO, which is a project management office. And, and some, some corporations will have, and some don't, where really they kind of, they manage all of the projects within the portfolio. Okay. That's what a PMO is, right? And so they, they're able to diversify the portfolio and kind of assign project managers based on the need for each of the projects. I was working at a company where the head of the PMO was very strict. And if I did not approach this person and demand that I get this role, I would have missed out on being a project manager. And my personality is not one to march to somebody and say, hey, give me this thing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I am very kind of reserved and quiet and humble in that I feel that people will recognize my work and then give me the title when they see that I'm contributing value. Mm -hmm. In this particular instance, the reason why I say I was uncomfortable to ask for my first role as project manager, you can imagine having this type of personality that mm -hmm. it just wasn't in, in me to walk up to somebody and say, give me this role, give me this title, but mm -hmm. I did it. And I got the, I got the role. I've been doing it ever since. And I'm happy that I made that effort to do so. Wow. That's a great story. Um, but politician? I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck on that, aren't you? Yes. Just, 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 a, just a little bit. Uh, Think about it, though, right? There's a common thread there. When well, I was growing up, 
I graduated with a degree in political science, public service emphasis. Mm -hmm. I worked in every level of government trying to get my footing as to where I wanted to start my career. Mm -hmm. And the common thread there is being in a position of somewhat power mm -hmm. to affect change through policy and impact people's lives. Right. And there's something there that kind of carried through even after I decided politics is not for me. It's very disheartening, by the way, in, in many in many of my experiences, I think I, my bubble was burst there. But that was the common thread that carried through to me being so passionate about project management. Wow. Well, I, I can see you as a politician from that perspective. <laughs> uh, I, I very, very much so. Thanks. But I, but I think some of the aspects of being a politician, and I think it'd be a, a very disservice to your personality and, and the way you look at life. I, yes, I think, and it, that was a harsh reality to also take in when I had that epiphany that I wasn't going to go down that path anymore because I spent so many years of my, the beginning of my career trying to get my footing in, in that space. But nonetheless, I carried through kind of what you're saying mm -hmm. is much more of what my personality is. I carried through that common thread to what I'm doing today, which I'm super happy about. Uh, really? I, yes. can't, I, can't tell, I mean, if, I, I will eventually put this up on my, my YouTube channel. Great smile. I mean, just a lot of passion and, and can tell that you love what you do and the impact that you're having on people. Yes, and that's that's what it comes down to, Peter. And, and, and I think that's also why I, in many ways, was very happy to jive with you is because <laughs> I feel like you have that impact as well in, in everything that you're doing. I, I try, you know, someone said, are you in this for the money? I went, no, I, I've never really been into it. I've been into it with the impact. Yeah. Well, how, how can I, how can I serve others and, and, and serve organizations? Not that I, I'm not saying I don't want to get paid. But <laughs> everybody you know, wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. That's <laughs> right. But I want to earn a good income, but have a bigger impact on organizations and, and people than most others that I might know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't know, I just, I don't know if that was the way I was raised or, or what I just developed over time. Right. But it's um, a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I love it when you know, I, I, people ask me, what do I do? I say, I switch on light bulbs. <laughs> they go, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, I switch on your light bulb to recognize the fact that improv is a leadership skill. Right. I switch on your light bulb to have you recognize that accounting is really not hard. We just make it hard. It's, it's simpler than you think. But most, those two, both of those two things have a connotation to them that ability to convince someone and have them change, excuse me, their mindset and look at it differently, that in itself is just fulfilling all the way around. I love that. Yeah, it's, I, I believe in it. So my question to you is part of what you've done in order to do that is to spread that knowledge through your podcast. To your growing audience what's next what's next peter I, i've told you this in my podcast i want to be in your position where <laughs> you're 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 impacting more people right your your growth and kind of your your reach is more and and the community of project management like i said it continues to grow and i just really want to be a value add to that community i think there are a lot of lessons that I'm learning and I'm still considered very young in the industry 
even though I've been working as a PM for 10 years, mm -hmm. there are people who have been in this industry for much longer than me. And I do think that there continues to be this opportunity for us to kind of bridge the gap between those who have been doing project management for that long versus the people who are now, which interestingly enough, I met a lot of people now who actually say, I want to be a project manager and are going to school to be project managers, which I think is blowing my mind still because the way I've described project management is how many people, at least in my generation, my age, have come into it as we kind of stumbled into it. Now you've got an entire generation after me that is going to school specifically for project management, graduating with a degree and trying to enter the industry with that goal in mind. And so it's, it's very different than what I've experienced and what many others in the industry have experienced. So I think there's this opportunity for my podcast and the hundreds of others to really tap into this new generation of project managers who are hungry and eager to learn from the experiences of those who have been around for quite some time and to pass on that knowledge and to share our you know, thoughts and, and, and where we think the industry is going to trend to and continue to be passionate with each other about project management. Correct me if wrong, but you also have a blog. Is that yes? Yeah. Yes. And, and 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 do you provide content to it as much as possible? I do, and mm -hmm. you know, I I kind of you, you get heavy on the podcast because it's just fun and you like having those conversations. So when I do have a chance to sit down and actually write some of my thoughts down, it's mm -hmm. either based on experiences I've had, or it's based on lessons that I've learned from the program that I was in, which was I took a master's program in project management. So there's a lot of learnings that came out of there. I have a community of us that who still stay in touch after graduating from that program. So there's a handful of us who continue to be in touch and just chat and talk about what's going on in our particular PM roles and, and share those experiences. So when I do have a chance to write, it's tips, it's, it's guidance, it's things that are on my mind about what's happening in the industry. So definitely check out the blog as well. The blog is? Yes, it's theeverydaypm.com. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, as you're telling that story, I remembered a conversation we had on how the podcast started. Yeah. And it started with this group of people, your friends, just and it started during the pandemic that it you did. guys are just having these conversations and you said, hey, we should record and create a podcast. And you being the ultimate project manager and taking on that role and creating this podcast and your, your friends have kind of faded away a little bit. But yeah, it, it, it didn't start out the way it is now, but, it got, but that's how you got it started. Yeah, it has to come from <laughs> from some piece of, uh, you know, you wanted to we wanted to have a platform to share our thoughts. We would get together over Zoom, just chat, you know, have a happy hour. That was the way we were connecting in the pandemic. And there were just so many good nuggets, so, so many good stories coming from people, of projects they were working on, people they were working with. I had this idea to start blogging and then focusing on more on the professional side. And having a podcast was kind of secondary to having a blog and to offering mentorship services and career counseling and things like that. You just never know, right? I had that idea and kind of look at where it is, has evolved. It's now, I enjoy the podcast so much. To your point, I've kind of taken it beyond the, the community because 
what happens when you try to schedule with 10 project managers, you never get a meeting on the calendar. <laughs> so <laughs> ultimately I said, okay, this is my project. I, I was thinking about it even before I, I wanted this to be a community kind of uh, a project for all of us. And, and they still continue to contribute. I have many of my cohort come in as guest hosts. They have mm -hmm. something on their mind. They want to talk about it. I'm always happy to host them, but yeah, I've kind of taken it on as my own project and, open it up to more than just that cohort, but the entire project management community as well. And, and being a podcaster, and I'm not sure where you get your statistics from, there's a lot of different places, but have you come to realize that you have a global reach, not just a California or US reach? It is interesting, right? When you look at that data, I did look at it the other day because I was curious. And some of the things that stood out to me were the age that I was hitting with the podcast is early 20s to 40. Okay. So it's a nice bell curve there where I think I'm hitting even within my generation, which is nice because this is these those are the project managers I described to you, right? Those ones that are now going to school, getting a degree in project management and going into the field, which is very new. The diversity and the gender was interesting. Still a little bit skewed towards males, but I think that's <laughs> driven by the fact that project management overall is still heavily male dominated. I think we'll see that shift in the next few years, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then globally, like you said, the global reach is interesting as well. I uh, have people in India, in Asia, and, and right, like all over uh, that are listening in on the podcast, which is great, which means that what we're talking about and what we're saying is resonating with not only project managers in the US, but there's something that's translating to project managers that are global, which is great. Yeah, that was one of my big eye openers when I first pulled up some statistics. I went, what? <laughs> Anything that surprised you when you when you looked at yours? Because there were some things that I was like, oh, interesting. I didn't think well, that. But. Well, I, and I was I, I, Canada was the, the second market, you know, kind of North America was one, two and three. I was getting picked up in Europe. Oh, and I believe Putin listens to me too because i've got some downloads in russia i don't know <laughs> i so I, I still kind of keep but i actually number brazil, one fan <laughs> yeah brazil was my largest growing market last year wow and i in the u.s this doesn't i mean california is my biggest state of downloads drilling down into california silicon valley huh out of california silicon valley is the number one area that downloads my podcast and I, for the life of me, I'm trying to think what, what, and for those of you who are listening in Silicon Valley, please send me an email and tell me what is it about the podcast that, that resonates with you all? Because I'll continue to add more content around that. But it was just very interesting. So I, every time I pull my stats, I learned something new. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I learned something new. So as we begin to wrap up, what advice would you give someone like CPA, whether they're in a public firm or working for a corporation or anybody in the finance world about benefits or, or about thinking about becoming a professional project manager? Oh, wow. If you want to make that shift into project management, I highly encourage you to consider it. There's nothing wrong with dual pathing, right? What you do professionally, maybe you were a CPA, like you're saying, Peter, mm. and 
but you are interested or you are already doing some things that are project management related. I always encourage people I speak with that are on the fence about seeing if they could do it to just try. Now, I'm also cautious because there are people who would not make very good project managers. And that's really just the reality of it. So Mm -hmm. you have to draw the line somewhere. And what I say is try it. And you yourself might realize it's not what you thought it was. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they do have that eye-opening experience of, oh, well, I just, I thought I was already doing it. I didn't realize there was this whole other aspect of it where I have to actually understand the ins and outs of the project and know the end-to-end schedule and understand how to communicate concisely. You know, there's these eye-opening moments for people who look at project management and may not understand the true value of the profession. And so when they try to make the jump into project management, they are humbled by it. And I just want to be sure that I'm speaking to the audience of, I am very much saying, try it. If it's, if you're passionate about it, if you have an interest in it, try it. Now, just be cautious though, that it may not be for you. And that is just okay as well. At least you can say, Hey, I gave it a go. I now I understand the grit and everything that goes into being a successful project manager. And you kind of just, you know, wipe it off and say, go back to your regular profession. But mm-hmm. I think project management is for some, it's not for most. And, and I think that's, that's my real guidance there. And I, I was actually hoping you would say something along those lines, because earlier in our discussion, you mentioned emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and we've talked about communication and those two in, in, in essence are a big part of project management. And it's, it's, um, let's say it's a skill set that some people choose not to develop. Yeah. And, and which is, perf- which is perfectly fine. Yeah, but exactly. It's fine. If you want to manage, if you want to manage a project, whether you're, you may be a little bit more introverted or whatever, but you're still at a manager level, senior manager level within, within an organization, you are managing a project. So recognize that fact, work on your communication, work on your artificial, I mean, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I don't Emotion. want, I still want a job. <laughs> yeah. Work on your emotional intelligence and, and consider about becoming a project management professional. And I can't thank you enough. It's an absolute blast. I'm glad Jennifer Elder uh, yes. put us in contact. Wonderful. And uh, actually, your name came up yesterday. I, and he goes, have, have you done that podcast with? Have you, yeah, I've done hers, and she's doing mine tomorrow. So uh, oh. she, got, she got she got a big kick out of that. I've got to tell her hello again. I miss her. <laughs> So I thank you very much, and I look forward. Maybe someday our paths will cross, and we'll get a chance to have a cup of coffee and just talk for hours. That's life, Peter. I do think that will happen. And again, I'm taking your improv class. I'm there. I'm okay, ready. cool. You all heard it. She's in. I just need to, <laughs> I just need to formulate the, the, the dates and time. So thank you so very Peter, much. Project manager, Peter. <laughs> Right. Yeah, maybe I should hire you to help me project manage this, this, this process. That might not be a bad idea. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. 
I'd like to thank Anne for her time in discussing the profession of project management and her advice on becoming a project management professional. I will conclude with an improv quote that's fitting for this interview and has been fitting for many of my interviews. There are people who prefer to say yes, and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by the adventures they have, and those who say no are rewarded by the safety they obtain. Be safe. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.